G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. And joining me on the line today is the Chief Political Officer for the Australian Christian Lobby, Dan Flynn. How are you, brother? Fantastic, mate. Great to be here. Great to catch up with you, and I'm always curious to hear what's been happening and what's going to happen in politics around the nation. Uh, Big news with Claire Chandler. Um, For those who haven't heard this story, just give us a bit of an update where that one's at. Well, the most remarkable breaking news is that a complaint that was lodged against her in Tasmania in the Anti-Discrimination Tribunal has been dropped. So that's that's, uh, obviously, in one sense, a great relief to Senator Chandler, For your listeners, what she had said was that uh, biological men should not play women's sport, even if they identify as a woman, um, that uh, it's actually dangerous and harmful for women um, physically and otherwise to be, you know, on on a field with women, particularly in rugby, she refers to. uh, uh, Women are likely to be injured uh, if they're playing with men uh, who tackle them. So uh, she made comments pretty similar to that and was taken to the Anti-Discrimination Tribunal in Tasmania. Uh, There was a a mediation or or conciliation about to happen yesterday. Uh, She refused to sign a confidentiality clause and accordingly the complainant withdrew the complaint. Now, uh, that's great for Senator Chandler um, and, you know, she has a public megaphone, so to speak, but, you know, it's still quite chilling for an average mum and dad or somebody might say something similar on Facebook who wouldn't have the, um, uh, I suppose, the public megaphone and, you know, accordingly would be intimidated, would sign the confidentiality agreement, would tremble going into that conciliation and uh, be done over uh, by activists uh, uh, who would seek to, you know, punish and make an example of people for stating basic biological common sense. Well, it's a, a fascinating news story, and you know, really worldwide, this has uh, sparked debate. Uh, I read one article this week about how one Australian bookstore is phasing out Harry Potter books because of J.K. Rowling's comments on a similar topic. Is that is that true? Well, well it is true, it's, and it's phenomenal. This is a bookstore in Perth. Uh, it's a phenomenal idea to think that uh, her books will be banned because she doesn't agree with the trans ideology. Um, and, you know, J.K. Rowling's, you know, uh, a champion of the left, uh, someone who's progressive on all issues, probably. Uh, when I say progressive, I mean, you know, probably left wing on all issues, except this one, uh, that she's a, a feminist and believes that, uh, you know, this trans movement is effectively, you know, men crashing in on women's world. Um, and uh, J.K. Rowling's got a good point. She's backed up by great people that we would all love, like John Cleese who's just come out in support of her, uh, the idea that she's going to be cancelled from um, a bookstore is laughable. Um, just shows where we're heading as a society. Well, uh, it's good to see people like J.K. Rowling and John Cleese speaking up for common sense. And I, I loved uh, the tweet that John Cleese put out on this. He said, Dear Twits, I've added my name to the signatories of the letter in solidarity with J.K. Rowling. 
and uh, he's listed a whole bunch of other names like uh, Griff Reese Jones and some other well-known people. Um, it's good to see that they're speaking up for it when they're, they're not uh, all known for their conservative values, yet yes. they're just speaking up for common sense, aren't they, mate? Absolutely. And as John Cleese would say, don't talk about the war. But <laughs> here he is talking about the war. Good to see him doing that. <laughs> Love John Cleese. What a legend. Well, uh, interesting news story. And, uh, yes, yeah, certainly... Uh, uh, a big one in Tasmania there. Now, uh, across in the US, there was uh, a big debate last week and uh, I watched a little bit of it and I saw some highlights. It was fascinating that a lot of the narrative said that it was just a train wreck and it was the worst thing ever. But uh, a lot of the people in the Trump camp said it was a victory and Trump himself called it a victory. What, what are your thoughts on it, mate? Well, I think people were very a little bit confused and a little bit divided. I uh, did hear one analysis of that debate in Cleveland, Ohio, I think it was, uh, last Tuesday, and they were saying, look, um, one-third of the people thought Donald Trump won, one-third of the people thought Joe Biden won, one-third thought nobody won. So that, I think, uh, reflected the amount of confusion. I think, you know, what's probably worth reflecting on, Matt, the, um, some of the debating tactics, if you like, a lot of name-calling, you know, people being calling clowns, told to shut up, um, it quite... Um, uh, almost, yeah, an unpleasant tone really probably from both speakers probably shows nerves, um, but it's certainly, you know, a debating format that you wouldn't see in um, probably any high school that you could attend. Uh, no no school debate could proceed along those lines. Um, so, you know, it's, it's troubling to see the, the discourse uh, being that rough, as it were. Um, hopefully they'll, they'll settle down for the next debate and you know, each talk about their points on the merits. Uh, but we mustn't lose sight of what is actually at stake in this, uh, you know, and certainly for Christians, uh, the uh, Supreme Court, the Senate confirmation of uh, Amy uh, Barrett. Uh, those hearings will start on October the 12th. And as Donald Trump said in that debate, elections have consequences. Uh, when he was elected in 2016, uh, they have the Senate, they retain control of the Senate, and they will uh, get this done. Um, I, I note, Matt, that I think Joe Biden is not actually going very hard against uh, Amy Barrett. Uh, I think he sees that as a fight, A, that he would lose, and B, that if he presses into it, it will highlight that the Democrats are you know, anti-Christian uh, mm. if they press hard against her religion. So um, I think he's going to sidestep that, and she will be uh, confirmed there will be a lot of fuss. But um, I think the Democrats will want to stay, keep their focus on the on the actual election in November. And just on that topic of the debate as well, I was very impressed by a post that Mark Niles, the managing director of the Christian Lobby you work with, uh, did last week. Uh, made a comment that you know on our keyboards we say all sorts of horrible things, and now it's spreading into our public dialogue. Uh, you know, they said things in the debate like, you know, it's hard to get any word in with this clown and will you shut up, man? You know, horrible things um, yeah. that, you know, people leading, you know, leading political parties are speaking against each other. And and I just love that Martin's comment. He said, as Christians, we're commanded time and time again to be very cautious with our tongues. And uh, mm. it's a great reminder that, you know, when you when you say something, you can't take it back, you know. Yeah, you know yeah. when words are many, sin is not absent. But he who guards his tongue is wise. It says in Proverbs. Um, I was very impressed by that post from Martin. But a good reminder for us as believers, isn't it? 
Agreed, agreed, Matt. And, and uh, you know, Martin certainly exemplifies that. Uh, his tone is always, you know, kind and generous to people. Mm. And, um, you know, I think you make, you know, great headway with that approach. Mm. Now, on another topic, uh, I'm curious to know what action the Christian lobby has taken uh, about the child abuse material on the TV series Cuties on Netflix. Um, it's absolutely disgusting uh, what... You know, I've seen a couple of promos for the program. There's no way I'd ever watch it, and I just can't believe Netflix has allowed it. What, what, what are you guys doing about it at the Christian Lobby? Well, we're very fortunate to have as our spokesperson for women and children, Wendy Francis, uh, uh, who also is our Queensland director. Uh, Wendy uh, has done enough analysis of this film, um, you know, and thank God she's she's able to do it because I certainly couldn't. Um, it's it is, uh, you know, hypersexualization of, you know, children probably in their, the actors are probably in the range of sort of 11 to 14. Um, now, this has been before the classification board who've given it MA15+. plus. So they're basically saying, look, it's, you know, it's very offensive, but, you know, only really adults should watch it, but it involves kids. Now, uh, that sort of sounds like pedophilia to me. Um, now, we are making a complaint to the Minister of Communications uh, and also to the Minister for Home Affairs. So Peter Dutton, Minister for Home Affairs, and Paul Fletcher, Minister for Communications. On a, a two, two aspects of this, and we are asking all our supporters across the country to, to join us in this. Uh, there will be a campaign available on our, on our website uh, for people to write to these ministers, and we've provided all the relevant information but we want uh, this investigated uh, as a crime. Criminal abuse material involves children under 18 being involved in sexual pose or activity that reasonable people would find offensive. That's the test. It's a pretty open, shut case. Obviously, Matt, where there's you know, sexually offensive material involving adults, there's not a lot you can do except turn the television off um, uh, or can get a high rating. But where it's children that that crosses a line that's illegal and we think that that actual question was not and we know it wasn't addressed by the classifiers we've read their decision uh they did not address the uh the underage issue uh when they considered their classification uh, we are asking uh the minister of communications to actually launch an appeal against that classification to the uh classification appeals board uh, your listeners would be very interested to know that if a member of, of the public like you and I, Matt, wanted to appeal that decision, it would actually cost us $10,000. So that's how hard it is to appeal a, a classification. You have to stump up $10,000. So uh, we are asking the minister to do this. That won't cost him a dime, but we think uh, it's an important because it's been a great omission here. And uh, we do think that... Um, uh, this week, supporters uh, and others uh, who hear about this through Facebook, etc., will write to these two ministers and let them know um, uh, what reasonable people find offensive. And it's important that they hear from us and, and, and from your listeners because uh, when we meet with them, Wendy and I will meet with them, and if they say, well, we're not hearing much concern in the community, uh, then, you know, we haven't got a chance. But people do need to speak up. Uh, and express this, these concerns. Um, and, that, you know, when, it's very important to clarify here, uh, we are not trying to 
censor sexual material. We are trying to censor criminal material. That's a very important distinction. Wonderful, mate. I'm just so grateful for the Christian Lobby and how you speak up on these matters. And, you know, these organisations need to be uh, called to account. Uh, so I guess there's info at your website, acl.org.au. People can find out more there. Absolutely. Excellent. Absolutely, Matt. And uh, on social media, of course, as well as another avenue. Uh, now, uh, mate, uh, big news coming up with the uh, Queensland election and the ACT election. Um, there's lots of prayer happening around the nation for both of these elections. Uh, what's your latest take on both of these upcoming elections? Uh, look, certainly the Queensland election is is going to be close. Uh, the polling has indicated that uh, it's very close. Uh, there is a lot at stake here uh, in this election for people who are pro-life, uh, mainly because, quite surprisingly, the Liberal National Party said if they're elected, they will, will review abortion laws with a view to make uh, to protect women from coercion and to consider um, uh, whether uh, abortion should be allowed so early uh, in the gestation of, of an unborn baby. Um, these uh, changes are incremental uh, but very important, and it's remarkable that a uh, that the LNP has uh, picked up this issue out of nowhere, as it were, and said this is our policy, and we've and uh, One Nation have followed suit. Uh, I believe the DLP has followed suit and so has the Cata Party. So uh, there's a, a pro-life resurgence there uh, that uh, is going to be very important in this election and we encourage certainly our Queensland, um, uh, your Queensland listeners to keep a, a close eye on this and uh, read all they can and uh, pray as hard as they can uh, for God's will to be done in this election. Mm, amen. So important, mate. And uh, we appreciate the Christian lobby getting the word out there. Uh, mate, before we wrap up, one more uh, comment on a lighter subject. We, we did chat about the presidential debate before, and I had a chuckle this week when I noticed that one of the staff at Hillsong accidentally tweeted about the presidential debate. Uh, yeah. They must have meant to do it on their private account, but on their public Hillsong account, it said, can't they just mute Trump's microphone? He, he's coming across as a bully. No respect for him. Hashtag present. And uh, it was quickly taken down, but many people got a screenshot of it <laughs> after yeah. it went up. Um, you've got to be careful what you post these days, don't you, brother? Well, you absolutely do. You absolutely do. And, you, you know, uh, who holds the key to what accounts? Uh, uh, it's, uh, yeah, I think uh, it's a warning for, for everybody who... Um, uh, be wise what they say and, and um, um, you know, the out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So uh, <laughs> Twitter can be like a loaded gun sitting on your desk. That's right. You've got to be very careful what you think before you post. Read it twice, exactly. check the account, do everything before you post. Very good advice. All right, mate. Well, once again, it's been so good to uh, hear about what we need to be praying for, what we need to be speaking up for. And, uh, you know, I, I've been uh, hearing uh, more and more recently of churches that are not willing to talk about all these hot topics. And I believe everyone in the church needs to be educated and informed, and I love what the Christian Lobby does, uh, getting the word out. So once again, the website is acl.org.au. We can search up the Australian Christian Lobby on social media, and uh, hopefully they're posting the right things this week. Uh, check them out online. <laughs> Thanks so Fantastic, much for your time, man. Dan. My pleasure. Thank you, Matt. God bless. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.